Welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland Podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. And I am Nick Moss, Director of Christian Education, and I'm joined with one of our ministry partners, Rebecca Klein, with A Woman's Choice. Welcome. Hello, Nick. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Well, let's um, go right into it. Tell us a little bit about who is Rebecca. Uh, So I am the executive director of A Woman's Choice. I have been serving in my role there for um, almost 12 years now here in Lakeland. However, I have about 17 years in um, the movement, uh, pro-life movement and pregnancy centers, having gotten started um, up in Pennsylvania in a different pregnancy center. I am married. Um, My husband is Joseph Klein, and he's the headmaster of Winter Haven Christian School because we hail from Winter Haven. Okay. And uh, we have two wonderful children, uh, both in college. Excellent. And you were telling me earlier, you know, you're from New York, so you don't mind getting interrupted. That's what you said. That is true. (laughs) One, I I talk with my hands a lot. Uh Um, We tend to interrupt each other a lot. Uh, People tell me I do not sound like I'm from New York, which is good. Uh Um, I try not to. But if we start talking about food, particularly Uh Italian food, or if we talk about New York, it's easy. It's easy (laughs) easy to to slip back into it. My wife's from Texas, Candace, um, who um, some people may know that my wife serves on the board at yes, a woman's choice so yes. i've had the privilege of knowing rebecca a long time yeah, and candace so and i love um, a woman's choice ministry and so with saint paul diving in this year to saying hey we want to partner with a couple different ministries out in the lakeland community mm-hmm. uh, woman's choice we've done baby bottle campaign you yeah. guys have come and done some yeah. different stuff over but we want to really put uh, you and a couple of ministries out front different times throughout the year yeah. so there's a deeper understanding and right. hopefully gather some people from St. Paul that are right. that are excited about the ministry yeah. and, um, and and get involved. And so, um, you know, as you hear voices going by the middle school, we're a big ministry, middle <laughs> school's going down through the hallway. So <laughs> if you hear that, we like life here at St. Paul. <laughs> yes. We like all the, the noise. Yeah. Um, but tell us about A Woman's Choice, because first of all, when you say that name, mm-hmm. some people go, I, that doesn't make sense to me as a Absolutely. you're a pro-life group and yet your right. name says a woman's choice. Absolutely. Great question. And in fact, um, we just did a website uh, up, upgrade or just refresher. Sure. And um, on the homepage of our supporter website, supportawc.com, um, I now have a video explaining that very question yeah. because it's asked that often. And, and we just wanted to make easy access to help people understand when they go, a woman's choice. Well, I, I thought they were pro-life. And, and yes, that the, the first thing I always want to say is, yes, we are 100% pro-life, gospel-based Christian ministry. Um, and so then people say, well, why? Why would you have a name like that? that and and the 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 first answer to it is that it it works it's it's effective it's important um we need to be able to reach the women who need our services and those are women looking for abortions and so when they see a name like a woman's choice it's something you know they're all about their choice you know and they and they want to know that they're going to go a place that will help them with that and so uh it's important to be able to reach those if we were like we love jesus let's save babies pregnancy center women looking for abortions wouldn't be calling us so um, but the other part of it that's so important is to understand that it, it is her choice. And that's a hard reality sometimes for uh, Christian pro-life people because right. we believe in life and we don't want abortion to happen. Um, but in the end, it is her choice. What The difference, though, in coming to our pregnancy center versus anywhere else, um, any other type of medical clinic, is that we will make sure she makes an informed choice. That's the key. 
right. um, is making sure that she learns about all of the options that she has. She understands what abortion is um, and so that she can walk out of there knowing that there are alternatives and understanding um, the option that she was considering. And we're hoping that through that process and, and all the other services we provide for her, that she will make a choice for life. Because yeah. there's a lot of lies that, that the abortion movement um, tells yes. women um, yes. understanding that there is a lot of hurt and pain that goes in yeah. into that yeah. and that and that stays with a woman yeah. the rest of her life and so you know yeah. we've talked and I know that you have help for women mm-hmm. that have gone through an abortion yes and and that's so critical when I look at the statistics you know they're using numbers like um, 62 million I think is the last number I heard since Roe v. Wade uh-huh. in 1973 that's unfathomable. Mm -hmm. But 1973, although it was quite some time ago, I was born before that, um, (laughs) you know, was not so long ago that people aren't still walking this earth. Right. And so what that means is that there's 62 million lives, women. um, And then let's add the men who've been impacted by abortion. You know, not just the lives lost, but all the lives left. And like you said, it it is something that's misplaced communicated, you know, outside of the pro-life movement that it's no big deal. Have an abortion, take care of the problem, you're done, no long-term consequences. And that's anything but the truth. And um, so we want to be there. We believe it's part of our gospel message that we are not here to condemn. We're not here to condemn. Um, And so if she has an abortion, we believe uh, one of the best ways we can be Christ to her is to love her in that decision too. Not to love her decision, to love her and be there for her to help provide uh, the counsel and the help that she'll need because the only healing she's going to receive is in knowing Christ. And so that's what we offer. Absolutely. And I'm sure you've got some stories, you know, that we do of, of, of women that and men that have gone through yeah. some of that recovery. We have one really cool one. Do you want me to tell Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really, it just, it's an amazing story to demonstrate how God does what God does, you know, mm-hmm. in the ministry, regardless of what we want, right? So it was a client who actually came to our center and um, was planning to abort and went through with it. Okay. She did not choose life. So it's not one of the stories we love to tell, right? right. She, she made a choice to abort. And often when a woman does have an abortion, she doesn't regret immediately. Um, often it's delayed um, okay. because the immediate response is relief uh, mm. because in that moment, the problem is gone. We know the consequences will sure. come, but the problem is gone. So it's not typical. The crisis is, the crisis mm-hmm. is perceived to be solved. Yes, absolutely. But this, she was a young woman, probably in her 20s, and it was different for her. She regretted it immediately. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's not the norm. Yeah. But she regretted it immediately, really struggled uh, the way she shared with us. She went into a deep depression, became almost suicidal. Mm. Um, because of the decision she had made. But the the part that I love is that she reached out to us. Yeah. So even though, you know, we, we counseled and, and teach about life, uh, she knew we cared for her. And so she called. She said, I'm desperate. I'm just, I'm just desperate. I don't know what to do. So we said, hey, we have a program for you. And uh, it is a Bible-based program because she was not a believer in okay. Christ. And so um, she she was just at the point of, I don't, I don't care what it is. I just need someone to talk uh-huh. to. I need help. So we invited her in. And she participated. Our program is called Forgiven and Set Free. And uh, it's like an eight to 10 week Bible study that often is one-on-one. Sometimes we do small groups, but it's very intimate. So she went through it one-on-one. And and initially there's a lot of Bible in it, a lot of Jesus in it. And she just, you know, 
didn't engage directly immediately. But as time goes on over, you know, eight to 10 weeks period, she began asking more questions. And the end story of it is she accepted Christ. Wow. And, and it was a full, amazing, beautiful transformation. I, to see her beforehand, she was weighted, weighted with grief and yeah. regret and depression. She was a different person. There was light light in her. And so, yes, she had the abortion, but God used that to bring her into his kingdom. Right. And so we praise God for that. Yeah. You get to, to see firsthand when Jesus says, um, you know, come to me all who are burdened and heavy laden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And I'll give yeah. you rest. Yeah. Um, and that's a powerful, powerful testament to your ministry. Um, when someone is dealing with a crisis pregnancy and they call your center kind of walk me through what they go through oh that's a great question too because because we don't do abortion so that's a really important question mm-hmm. because i always want to make sure everybody understands so we don't deceive anybody in any way shape or form you know somebody we get phone calls every day um hi how can i make an appointment for an abortion how much is an abortion what can yeah. you tell me about abortion and so we have to have a way of you know how do we manage that and there's a couple of different ways depending on the person um you know uh, oftentimes Sometimes we just redirect the conversation. First of all, like I'll say, we always tell them before we get off the phone, we do not perform abortions. We are never bringing them in under deceptive circumstances. Um, But what we try to do is focus on what she needs that we can provide. You know, so if she says, well, you know, I need an abortion, we're going to start right away just asking her questions. Okay, you know, so uh, did you have a pregnancy test, a lab quality pregnancy test? Have you met with a medical professional? Have you had an ultrasound? All of these are critical critical before someone has an abortion. And so as we get the answers to those questions, then we have an opportunity to say, hey, we can do that for you. And we can do that at no cost. And you have somebody here to talk to. And how much do you know about abortion? And our nurse can educate you on that. And so often that's enough to um, give them the uh, motivation to make the appointment. And then they come in. Other times, you know, if they're more emotional, you know, some of them, this decision is not ever an easy decision. And so sometimes, they're expressing more emotion and needing more counsel, mm-hmm. even in that phone call. And so in, in those times, we make sure we have trained people on the phone with them. True. And uh, as much as we still want to bring them in for the direct pregnancy decision counseling, as we call it, uh, we'll spend some time on the phone with them, just trying to figure out where, where that pain is coming from and how we can um, just meet that need and share with her how we can even better meet that need by coming in. All right. And then when they come in, uh, they make an appointment and come in, what are the services that you offer? So the uh, initial service is always going to be the pregnancy test. So we, we offer a wide range of services, but it starts there. Okay. And so even if she she's looking to find out she's pregnant or if she knows she's pregnant, we still start with a pregnancy test because we're going to confirm it with our test and our nurse. Mm-hmm. And so she has a lab quality pregnancy test and a consultation with our nurse. And that's one of the key pieces because the nurse goes through just an incredible amount of information with her uh assessing she does a a risk assessment with her determining what the risks are in her life even beyond the pregnancy Mm -hmm. so because we do sti testing as well sure so she does a risk assessment she can determine whether that's something that's needed talk to her um, about all the things related to pregnancy and abortion the nurse is going to um, just reinforce the information about abortion what it is what to expect and what the risks right and when you say nurse you're not saying just somebody you've tagged a nurse (laughs) (laughs) you know uh, tag on right no these are registered nurses with right. the state of florida um clinical nurses right. that just serve in our clinic absolutely yep. um 
And then uh, then we provide ultrasound. So in that conversation, the nurse determines the best time for her to have an ultrasound. Okay. And the ultrasound truly is a critical, you know, um, opportunity for her to see life. You know, it's it's one thing to talk about. We do talk about fetal development. We have sure. we have information on iPads. We have fetal models to show them what's going on. But then the difference is seeing their baby. Yeah hearing their baby's heartbeat and um, just dispelling all of those lies that are out there that this is not a life. And so the ultrasound's really critical in that. So it's the pregnancy test, the nurse consultation, the STI testing, and the ultrasound make up the medical services that we provide. And I, with my youngest is almost six. And I mean, the the technology six years ago, but it's it's even gone further. And you guys have some pretty cool technology. We do. We, we're thankful. We have a 3D, 4D machine. Wow. Um, and so, interestingly, um, early level ultrasounds, which are more commonly what we do, are done on 2D. Okay. Um, I didn't know this, but uh, in, before making that purchase, but at the earlier gestations of pregnancy, 2D is better than 3D. Huh. 3D is better at the later gestations. Okay. But you know what made the difference when we were making the purchase for the ultrasound? Because there's big difference in the money right. between a 2D and a 3D. We had just had a client. Um, I don't remember if she had called or come in. She was 16 weeks pregnant with twins. Wow. And she had an abortion. Mm. And I said to myself at that time, if, if we had had a 3D, because we didn't at the time, mm-hmm. and could have shown her those babies, mm. could it have made a difference? And I never wanted to be in that position again. Yeah. I said, I'm buying it, you know, yeah. and that way when they come in, we don't see a lot of late terms, but we do see them. Yeah. And so we have that ability to provide even a more incredible picture, you know, than, yeah. than the 2D provides. That's great. And so then once I get the ultrasound, which is, again, trained technician yes. that is trained to, to do something. It's not somebody off the street. You're just no. pulling in, <laughs> which I think is important for people to know mm-hmm. that you hire um and, and have to follow certain regulations and, and for all your staff. I really actually appreciate that so deeply because the message in the media that is not um, pro-life and, and for the work that we do, one of their favorite things to say is that we are fake medical clinics. Mm. And they perpetuate that lie over and over so that people who don't know just believe because they don't know the difference. Um, but we are certified, a certified medical clinic with the state of Florida under all of the regulations, right. HIPAA, and, and yes, all of our medical staff is certified medical staff. Right, right. So yes, uh, thank you for, for even asking And you got that. a doctor on the board, I know. So, yes. you know, he's somebody who helps... Well, we also have a medical director. Right, um, there right. has to be a medical director who is a medical doctor that oversees all of the operations. So everything done medically goes through her. She's not physically in the um, day-to-day ministry, sure. but nothing happens that doesn't go through her and has written doctor's orders behind it. She certifies all the materials that go out. So yes, yes. we're under, under Which her. is excellent. Yes. And so then they get the ultrasound and then they... Um, what's the next step then? Well, the, the ultrasound actually uh, did a little backwards because sure. I was focusing on middle medical is her last step. Before she actually goes to the clinic, she spends time with what we call a, a client advocate. And many of them are volunteers. Some are staff, but most of them are volunteers. And they are trained advocates 
who uh, spend time with her, that initial part of the visit, visit, um, just finding out about her situation. We find that one of the key things in meeting with a woman is listening to her, just taking time. So many of them don't have that person in their life uh, to go to who spends time just hearing what's going on and offering compassion and offering care, concern, right. support. And so we do that, but we're also assessing, okay, so what is the situation? Where, What are all the components? Where does the father of the baby fit in? Where do your parents fit in? What is your housing situation? We want to know the whole picture because sure. all of that impacts her decision. But then most importantly, in that time, we're going to share the gospel with her. We're going to ask her what her spiritual belief is. We're going to say, you know, something to the effect of, you know, uh, we see you as a whole person and we understand that every factor in your life impacts the way you're making this decision and what you believe about God or who God is will affect this. So let's talk about that. What do you believe? Right. And so again, we get to listen. We give her the opportunity to tell us what where she's currently standing in faith or what her faith is in. And then we say, well, can we share with you about our faith? And, and do you know Jesus? And can I tell you about Jesus? And, and I'm telling you 9.9 times out of 10, they say yes. It, it's very rare that somebody says, no, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so we have that opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, which is really uh, the the best hope that they have, the only hope that they have in their situation. So all that takes place and also the sharing of the different options in the counseling room with that advocate, then she moves over to the medical clinic where the nurse reinforces all that from the medical perspective. And then obviously with the sonogram and getting to see all that, the next step as the the client leaves. Yeah. So... um, as she leaves, she's um, it, it just it so much depends on where she's at, but mm-hmm. she's always invited into what we have long-term support programs. It's one of the things I just love about uh, just the way we are set up and the way we do things. We, you know, our core mission is always to reach her in that moment of decision, to communicate the message of life, to share the gospel, and hope and pray she will choose life. But it doesn't end there, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what I love. We don't want it to end there because we realize. Once she steps out of our clinic, even when she says, I've, I'm going to choose life, I'm going to have this baby, and we rejoice with her, she's stepping right back into that same situation she came out of. Right. And there's still pressures around her, and it's going to take a lot of courage um, and support to commit to her decision. And so we're so grateful for opportunities to continue to walk alongside her. So we invite her into our primary um, support program is called Life Steps. Because that's what it is. We're walking the steps of life with her. And it's a long-term program. It takes her all the way through her pregnancy and up to a year after her baby is born. And um, what she gets the opportunity to do is come in twice a month. um, And she does lessons. We have all these parenting, uh, pregnancy lessons, prenatal lessons, parenting lessons, discipline lessons, um, lessons in household management and life skills and in Bible and and knowing Christ. You're helping fill the gap that uh, a lot of these... Women have, don't have that support exactly. system for exactly that. That's exactly it because right. they don't have the networks of support in their lives. They're often coming from very broken backgrounds and they're very broken people like the rest of us, right. <laughs> you know? Um, so that, that's the goal is we get to provide mentorship. We get to provide discipleship, but then one of the cool parts is we're also providing material supplies. So tied sure. to the program is not just the time with a life steps coach and the lessons that they're learning, but they get to shop in the boutique every time that they come. Mm-hmm. And the boutique is filled with baby items, maternity items, sometimes household items that are all donated to a woman's choice and meet the needs of these women 
I, you know, it's not going to give them everything they need, but what a message of God's love and provision for them when they're like, oh, I really need, you know, a car seat for my baby. Right. And that just that day, this happens all the time. Someone's like, I have this car seat. You know, God just matches it up and they, they see it as God's provision, not a woman's choice. Which and, is so if you're listening and you love to shop for baby clothes yes. and you see some <laughs> that you want to buy and yes. you feel the need, if you drop it by St. Paul, we'll be happy to to collect those and, and get those over to a woman's choice or, or you can contact a woman's choice and, and definitely drop them off there. But yeah, that's, I know, I know a number of people that like, I'm done having babies, but I still like to shop yeah. for <laughs> cute yeah. stuff and going through that. There's area. many, I don't know that there's many women who don't. Right. I still <laughs> just walk by my children are in college. I still look at baby. And when they're on sale, man, you get some of those sales at Kohl's or Walmart. Yeah. You can stock up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, that's a, and that's a huge blessing. Um, and you were just sharing uh, another really cool story about a, a blessing of, you know, how God, again, it's we, God shows us glimpses every now and then. He, he's like, let me just show you how I'm working. Yeah. Can you yeah. share that story? Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favorites recently because it, it is so beautiful. It's God's hand is what it is. So we had a client who came to us a while ago, probably probably about a year or so ago, I don't, I don't recall exactly how old her baby is, but her baby's born. And she came to us and, and um, she was not seeking an abortion, but she was just in difficult circumstances. Sure. And so she just needed help and she needed support. And so we walked her through all the medical services, you know, even... Even when they say that they're not choosing abortion, we still make sure they're educated because the circumstances in their lives are often such that when they leave us, we want to make sure if they get down the road and something worse happens and they're like, oh, man, I can't do this, that they've already received that support and education from us to know that we're there. And even in their networks to to share that information with family and friends Mm -hmm. that when they start to hear it, they go, "Eh, actually, that's not right. I've learned something else. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, but she did choose to parent, and uh, but she got involved in our Life Steps program right away, and we're just so thankful for that because she needed that support. She needed that walk alongside, yeah. and it was through Life Steps, even though the gospel is shared in the first visit, in Life Steps, we have that opportunity to continue to share the gospel, minister the gospel, and just you know, be there for her. Well, this young woman accepted Christ during her time in Life Steps and committed her life to the Lord. And it was just a really beautiful thing. She and her her partner were just doing the best they could for their kids. And um, they, they worked all the way through the program. And then we found out uh, just a couple of months ago, they had a fire at their mm. house. They're working so hard just to provide for their kids. And uh, they lost everything. They lost everything. Um, and the, the way I got the message was everything was gone, even her car. It all mm. just burned. And we, we were just devastated for her. And immediately, even just at a woman's choice, the staff was mobilized and we were getting out messages just sure. to get everything we could to help her. But a car, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, by the time I get this message and, and another staff member is telling me, I had just gotten an email the day before, literally the day before, from a friend of the ministry who said to me, hey, I have a car. I want to <laughs> donate. And I, I'm reaching out to a few ministries. I'm looking for someone in need. Let me know. Now, when he mentioned that to me, I said, okay, I don't know. I'll right. keep my eye out, right. you know. And a day later, she lost everything, even her car. And my heart was just overwhelmed. And, and Nick, it was just beautiful. That was a Monday. By Wednesday, 
Wednesday, she drove away from our center with a car, <laughs> with her baby in the back seat, filled with gas, just washed, an oil change ticket for down the road, yep, yep. and even cash in the dashboard because he wanted to bless her extra. Mm. And the beautiful thing was when she, she did a little video for the donor who had given the car. She didn't meet him. We just wanted to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And she said, now I know that God sees me mm. and he knows my need and he loves me. We were just, what more could we want? And that's that's the power of why God created the church. Yes. Not the church building. Yes. The church, the people that make up his kingdom Mm -hmm. here on earth is, is, okay, so how can I continue to help be love and spread the gospel and, um, you know, those that, that reach out to to those ministries, those that are supporting churches that support different ministries like that. That's, that's the church at work. You'll never know. You never know what God will do when you make yourself available. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how small it is. It doesn't have to be a car. It, it doesn't have well, to be. Well, we do baby bottles right now. Right, right. I just dumped one that was all pennies. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, there's probably, I don't know, $3 in here. Right. But it, we, we always say with the baby bottle specifically, your change changes lives mm-hmm. because that $3 gets added to the next $3 and then yep. the $30 and then the $300. It all matters. And or if it's a small gift, if it is a baby bottle, somebody's going to need that. And yep. that's God's design. You know, mm-hmm. that's where God steps in and says, I'm going to take your gift. Remember the loaves and the fishes, all the, yep. all the small things, the, the widow's mites, God. God will take it small, God will take it big, and he'll use it. Absolutely. And we just get to be the vessel and watch it happen, and what a gift. That's a huge gift. So yeah. if, if um, did we hit all the the ministries that you want to, or the, I guess, programs that you do out yeah. of Women's Choice? There was the one, big... there was just the one other that's kind of, uh, so we, we covered uh, the post-abortion, we covered yep. the primary services, the support services. Um, I, I always say we like to hit the issue on both ends of the spectrum. So mm-hmm. the core issue is the decision, post-abortion's after, but we also try to attack it beforehand. Yeah. Um, and so we have a very strong um, abstinence education, or what we call it now is the SHARE program. SHARE meaning sexual health and relationship education. Yep. And so we have a full-time staff member who goes into schools, um, goes into churches, uh, goes into uh, community programs, wherever she is welcomed. And of course, it's all free. Everything we do is free. That's important. Right. You know, all free the medical for, services. Free for the services, but on and we, oh, it right. costs money to do. So <laughs> right. they, we need donations for that. Yes, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> but the way we offer it uh, is always free. So uh, we have a program that goes out there to educate our youth. And, right. and it's, it's a... It's the same message at the core that the world is telling them how to live. You yep. know, um, have an abortion, it's easy, and it'll fix your problem. Not truth. Um, and they're telling our young people, it's okay to have sex. Everybody's having sex, and there's no consequences to this. Mm-hmm. It's just what people do nowadays. And we're believing the lie. Our generation, Absolutely. even the adults, are believing the lie. And so we have the opportunity to go in and say, no, there's another way. There's yep. another way. It's still their choice. It's always right. going to be their choice. But we want them to make choices knowing that there's another way and why it's good to consider the other way. Absolutely. God's truth. You know? Absolutely. And I know we've talked a little bit about this um, in the past, but you know, women that you see at your at a woman's choice are not just people that are low economic. Right. And not just people that we call, quote unquote, broken homes. Yes. This happens yes. um, across socioeconomic yes. backgrounds mm-hmm. and um, different races, mm-hmm. different people groups, re- yeah. religion, strong yeah. Christian homes. Yeah. 
So yeah. this is is not something that is just designated to mm-hmm. one people group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you brought that point up, Nick, because sometimes in the way we communicate it, it sounds like we're only reaching, you know, a certain demographic. But you're absolutely right. Unplanned pregnancy crosses every boundary, racial boundaries, age boundaries Mm. um, and socioeconomic boundaries. You know, there's there is a, um, you know, profile of the average type of women that we see most often. But that doesn't mean we're not going to see, you know, because the most common age group for example, is 18 to 24, okay. which is the college age group. And yeah. that makes sense, you know, yeah. so the most, uh, the highest percentage is going to fall into that. But have we seen 15 and 16 year olds? Yes. yes. Have we seen 12 and 13 year olds? Yes. Mm. Not as often. Do we see the 30 something mm. year olds? Absolutely. And occasionally the forties, mm. you know, you have your 45 year old woman who was done having kids yeah. and thought she was, this wasn't going to be an issue. And it's like, I, I can't do this, you know? So yeah, it crosses everything and, and including the professional who's, you know, professional making plenty of money, drives a nice car and it's just not in a play. I'm not giving up my career. I'm not, you know, letting this get in the way. And so, yeah. And it's not just single parent, you know, it is most often single women, Mm -hmm. uh, but we see married couples making decisions for abortion. You know, the first time I saw that when I began in ministry, like 17 years ago, I I was heartbroken. It Mm. it just baffled me. I didn't expect it. I thought, oh, you know, well, if you're married, why would you ever consider that? But but there's just reasons. There's a hundred reasons. Right. And you all are, are, are standing in the gap, uh, meeting the people where they are. Um, you know, it's a great example of, you know, Jesus, the woman at the well that comes to mind is, um, I'm going to interact with people, with someone mm-hmm. that maybe really needs Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. And you all get to do that. And so how can um, people who are listening support a woman's choice? Um, we, we, I know we've talked a few um, ways that you can do it, but let's spell it out again for people. Sure, sure. Because the bottom line is a ministry like ours cannot exist without the support of the community. It's not, you know, I get the the priv- privilege of representing a woman's choice, but goodness gracious, I do not do this alone. Right. Um, you know, like Nick said, we his wife is on our board. We have an amazing board of directors. We have a wonderful staff, and then we have our volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so volunteering is, you know, if, if you're hearing this message and, you know, God's tugging on your heart that this is someplace he would like for you to serve. There's so many opportunities. Um, some people get a little intimidated. They're thinking, oh, goodness gracious, I could never imagine talking to a woman who wants right. an abortion. That's too hard. Right. Um, so first of all, all of our advocates are trained and extensively, you know, no, nobody's like, hey, sign up. We'll right. throw you in the room. Right. Um, but uh, that's not the only role. I mean, that that's a primary role, but there's the Life Steps coaches have a little bit of a different role because they're not in that pregnancy decision. They're in that long-term support mm-hmm. and mentorship. So if your heart's there, that's another place. We have greeters who just... Uh, greet everybody and help with our boutique and the baby items. And that's wonderful. Um, we need men. I, I know it's a, everybody thinks a woman's choice and a woman's issue, but I'm, I'm very um, adamant about communicating that this is not a woman's issue, even right. given our name. This is a life issue you know, and, and it's a God issue. And so, uh, this affects women and men alike. And we have had a a wonderful program of reaching the men who come in, but we've lost our volunteers. Mm. And so we are are desperate really to get male volunteers, men who are available during the day, who would be that coach, uh, to a young man whose girlfriend is pregnant, whose wife is pregnant. He needs someone to talk to 
as well. He needs to hear the gospel as well. He right. needs to understand what abortion is and what their options are. And so we need men uh, to, to fill that role, to do fatherhood training and um, mentor them. And then even roles outside of a client contact altogether. We, we have something we call the ambassador program where we look for partners who uh, you know, if you like to talk yeah. <laughs> and, and you love what we do, um, you help us out in the community at things like a first Friday. And yeah, hopefully we'll get back to those soon. I right. Know. I know. Oh my goodness. I know <laughs> I'm saying it thinking, right. In, yeah. in COVID, but right, we're, we're going right. to get back to that. Yeah. soon. But, uh, so people who help represent us in the community and share the message about what we do. So those are just some examples. So right. volunteering gives you that hands on, you know, uh, being a part of it. Um, but that's not to diminish the other parts of it as well. It's just about, God has given each of us a gift. Yep. God has given each of us, you know, abilities, whether they're financial abilities, uh, you know, acts of service abilities or, or prayer abilities. You just have to decide what God's given you and what he wants you to use because prayer support is one of the, the most critical things that we need. And not just, hey, I'll pray for you, but no, I'm on my well, knees. And you've got you. a really cool thing yeah. that I've, I get texts every day. So there's a texting service that yes. you, you guys send out. You don't use real names. Um, you make up names, but you say, pray for this person. Mm-hmm. They, they've come into our center. So at that moment, yes. you can be in prayer. And so one other thing is giving financially and how can yeah, they, how can yeah. somebody give financially? There, there's many different ways. Uh, I, I just want to say thank you to the church uh, as a whole, because the church um, as a body has supported us generously. And um it truly, when I say it, it's not just words, it's meant, it's because of churches like you, because of St. Paul Lutheran, that lives are saved and, and souls are saved, and I'm so thankful. Um, so the church gives, but then individuals, uh, there's always individual giving. We have a wonderful new program that uh, we're really trying to ramp up this year called Life Gems. Okay. Um, Gem, G-E-M, stands for Givers Every Month. Okay. And so the LifeGen program asks people to make a commitment to monthly, recurring monthly giving. And um, that can be accessed online at our website. All, all the different ways that financial giving can be done are outlined there. Um, it talks about the LifeGen program because uh, that really sustains the ministry. Right. When we're talking about going forward, you know, we, we love and appreciate any gift. Um, but that monthly giving tells us, yeah, we've got what we need to, right. keep, to keep going. So um, that's one way or just direct one-time donations um and then there's even things about legacy giving you know making uh commitments that go beyond you know our lives here on earth which are just so neat and um and even corporate giving so there's all of that's outlined on our website on the giving page there's a giving link and so that website again is supportawc.com so supportawc.com right well, it's been great to have you here. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate talking to you about yeah. it. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate your friendship and the, yeah. the, the work that, that you do in the kingdom um, and uh, frontline work you do for life. So thank you for that and God's blessings as you continue to do that. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can also search down. We've got different ministry partners uh, you can listen to. We'd love for you to, to know about the ministry partners we're supporting here at St. Paul. And we're excited to partner with Women's Choice. Have a great day.